0: Welcome to the Born Unbreakable Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. From lost trauma, disappointments, and devastation to healing hope and betterment, what has grounded me is my unbreakable spirit. We all have that spirit within us. Every week, I'm here to inspire you with stories of perseverance and growth. My mission is to help you crush self-limiting beliefs and to be unapologetically you, you are your only limit, so take action today. Let your unbreakable ride begin now. This episode is brought to you by Brasserie. More than just bra straps, the accessory I love. With styles from dainty to daring, you will too. Click the link in the description or go to brossery.com and use promo code BUSHIP to get free shipping on your order today. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I'm excited today because I actually have a dynamic duo. This is the first on this podcast show, and so I'm also excited just because of the the connection um, that I have with female entrepreneurs who are also Filipinas. So a lot of uh, awesome connection this morning and um it was funny because i actually learned that jen is the wife of um my sister's best friend's brother (laughs) so i know that's kind of like a hmm, hmm What is it? So, yeah. So Rowena, um, Romeo's sister, went to uh, high school with my sister at Logan, and they just grew up as best friends together. So I've had the, the pleasure of, of watching all of Romeo's work, and now it's been awesome to be able to introduce to um, Jen's work and Rose's work. And they are the co-founders of In Her Purpose, which is... I'm going to let them talk about that more, but I'm also excited because they've authored a book called In Her Purpose, and I really wanna dig into it because I think it's gonna inspire a lot of people. So I'm just gonna give a quick introduction to both of these amazing women. Rose is a business mentor and a success coach for high-performing women entrepreneurs, and she's also the CEO of RVNB, which is an artist management agency. And Jen is a strategy and operations expert who has spent years in management consulting over a decade decade in the tech industry and now together this dynamic duo does so many things including speaks empowers motivates women to find their success and their purpose so thank you both for coming on the show today i really appreciate it we are so excited to be here thank you for having us yeah so let's let's just dive right in uh you know as i mentioned uh as first generation Filipinas, which I'm one myself, my, you know, my father was born in Filipino, uh, with, born in the Philippines, um, you know, you guys both blazed your own trails. Um, you know, in, in our culture, uh, for those of you that are listening and, and, and don't know, you know too much about the Asian culture, we're, we're taught some pretty traditional things. Um, you may or may not have met a nurse or two that happens to be Filipina, or you know, those in the medical field, or perhaps engineering, um, and and that's awesome. You know, I'm I'm a big advocate for you know that that path as well. There's a lot of success that comes of that, but uh, it's a very traditional path, right? That that um, we were taught, and um, both of you did something a little bit different <laughs> than that, and I I think uh, many folks who decide to go down a different route um you know question are kind of living up to the honor of of tradition uh, and the things that were taught or maybe doing deviating and and taking a leap of faith to do something different so i would love for both of you to to share your personal story a little bit more how did you go about your journey and what was that like for the reaction even to of your families I'm waiting to see
1: if going to go
2: first. Go first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you want me to go first? Yes, go first, I'll I'll <laughs> Okay. So I grew up in a very traditional Filipino family. My mom is a nurse. <laughs> and my dad was in the military. He was in the U.S. Army. So very safe, very stable tasks and, and, and jobs. And so, of course, that's all I really saw growing up. Um, I grew up in a really super Filipino town in Southern California. Most of my friends and classmates, their moms were nurses and a lot of their dads were in the military. So I just thought that was normal.
0: You my know? dad was in the military too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> U.S. Army. And yeah. So I, I, I thought that was completely normal. I had a lot of nurses and military folks. Um, My mom and dad always encouraged my sister and I to enter the medical field. Pretty much almost everyone in our family is in the medical field. Even the generation um, growing up with us and younger, uh, their parents are still encouraging them to go into medical field. Rose and I were cousins, and we obviously gravitated toward each other towards each other because we are two of the few that decided to not take that path. And it it is a very lonely path, I will say, um, because there's not a lot of people in our family that we relate to or talk to. Um, And even when I was going to college, my mom and dad told me to apply as a biology major and wanted me to become a doctor or a nurse. And even till the day that I had to send my statement of intent, my mom and dad thought like, okay, you're going to go and do bio and become a doctor. And when I told them, no, actually I am going to go to Berkeley and I'm going to make up my own major. And they were just kind of like, what in the world is happening? You know, like I went to private all girls school. I was going to Berkeley. And it was super liberal. We had, my mom was so nervous on, on, on when she dropped me off in the dorm. She's like, is it safe here? You know, there's so many homeless people. There's boys in your bathroom in the dorms. And it smells like marijuana <laughs> you know? no. when we were walking down Telegraph. And I, I pretty much laughed because I'm like, how do you know what that smells like? You know? That's
0: so funny. <laughs>
2: but um it was hard you know like my mom and dad really were not supportive of me picking something out on my own like they really thought that i was still going to continue but the beauty about being an american and being an adult at 18 is that your parents don't really have to know anything that you do exactly (laughs) so you know my my mom mom, my mom dropped me off at college and you know, I, I, I never moved back ever since then. And I pretty much changed my major and applied for internships and roles that were in the corporate world, which is what I wanted to do. Um, but still kind of health related, right? I, I had an internship at Allergan, which is the company that makes Botox cosmetic. And then I had another internship at a health consulting company. And so in their mind they're like, okay, you're still kind of in the medical field. But not hanging really. on, Jen. Yeah.
0: Hanging on to that hope.
2: <laughs> not really. And you know, when I when I graduated and um, you know, they they tell you like what the degree is, and my mom and dad were like, What is this? Like I don't understand like what the degree is. And even till this day, my dad will, will make up like, oh, she's a business major or whatever. And I'm like, no, dad, I made it my own, you know, but it, it's something that they don't completely understand. And, um, you know, even after I graduated and I started to make money, um, they were worried They they basically kept saying, you're going to get laid off. What are you going to do? And of course, I got laid off a couple times. I was like, "Oh my god, crap!" <laughs> my, my, my mom and dad were right. Like, what am I gonna do? Um, but in my mind, like, I still did what they asked me to do. Right? I went to college. I got a degree. I got a job. It just, it just doesn't happen to be in the exact field that they wanted it to be. And mm-hmm. and now they they don't really they don't really worry about me. They don't bother me about it. And it also, it's because I don't think they understand fully what I do. And, um, you know, what working from home means, like, they don't understand what that means. Mm-hmm. It's just, to them, as long as like, I can support myself, and I'm pretty independent, okay? and they pretty much leave me alone. But I mean, I had to follow the go to college. thing.
0: Yeah, so
2: absolutely. it was hard. It was really hard to, 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 to disappoint them, but I'm the one who has to do this every day, right? And so right. the yeah. thought of of wiping people's butt and all that just did not appeal. To me. Not
0: so much, <laughs> no. And, um, you know, I think for those who are listening can relate to the this path that we go down and there's a fork in the road where you can choose to do what you want and in the process that may mean disappointing people that you love and then you they get over it right i mean at some point and obviously your parents i'm sure are very proud of of who you are and and what you do today even though they don't fully understand it so i i totally get that and uh i started out as a bio major too Yeah, (laughs) that changed. (laughs) Didn't graduate that way. But, um, you know, it's a journey, right? It's a journey. Mm -hmm. Rose, what about you? So my story is a little different.
1: My parents actually let me do whatever it was that I wanted to do. They were open to whatever made me happy. The only thing I needed to do was go to college Find a corporate job, get married, have kids, then live off my four hundred one k. They didn't oh, care what good? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't care yeah. what I did as long as it was that path. <laughs> they they would be so proud if I went into the medical field, but I didn't. Um, so that left me with an open like canvas, right? The only problem was I didn't have the resources or the correct uh, leader or maybe like a mentor on where or what it was that I wanted to do. So now I, had, I could do anything I wanted, but what was that? So um, I'm so grateful for my parents. They let me follow whatever it was that I wanted to do but they didn't have the resources or they didn't know the right people or they didn't have the right funds to get me into specific organizations or, um, you know, just meet meet the right people. So um, what I did was I ended up going to college and when I went to college, I tried everything. <laughs> I was, like, in college for, like, five years or something. <laughs> maybe, maybe five and a half.
0: <laughs> Forever student. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't so, the military uh, cut you off after a certain time period? Yes, they do.
1: They do. <laughs> and then and then if you make money, if you make, like, I don't know, like, $600 a month more, they'll cut you off.
2: <laughs> I know. The, the day I graduated, they're like, give me your ID. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, they confiscated
1: my (laughs) ID, my military ID. So what I did was I tried everything, but because I had that mindset where I had to find a stable corporate job, I didn't really fully go my full potential. Um, What I did was I started getting into credit cards (laughs) because in college, That's what they do. They reel you in with Skittles, candy, T-shirts, free whatever. And then they give you credit cards that I had no idea what was about. But what they did tell me was I can swipe and I can buy whatever I wanted and pay back later. So I did that. And I ended up getting into a lot of debt. To me, at that time, it was a lot of debt. It was like 600 bucks or something. (laughs) But when my mom found the bill, my mom was so mad. She was so worried. And she was like, I'm not going to pay for this. And she put her foot down. I was like, damn, I need to do something. So I took what I love to do, dancing. I went to the local park. And I asked them if I could teach dancing to the local neighborhood kids charge like 20 bucks for like six weeks or something like that. And, and I did, and it happened. And I was, and I did it for a long time. I think I did it for like throughout my whole college career, but I didn't know that that was me being an entrepreneur, right? Like you, you're just doing something cause you need extra money. Um, but that's just being an entrepreneur. That's having the entrepreneur spirit. And I didn't know that's what I had. Um, so I left it. And then I graduated college, went into corporate, found a boyfriend, <laughs> got the kids, built my 401k. And then I found myself so bored, tired,
0: incomplete, all of that stuff. And um, so that's not the recipe for happiness? Is that what no, you're saying? You don't do I all that not. and everything is like perfect? No, no.
1: <laughs> not for me, Ali. <laughs>
0: So I was angry.
1: I was I was angry, I was sad i was I was praying all the time. what am I supposed to be doing with my life? There has to be more. I can't like, keep waiting for Saturday. I can't keep waiting for Sundays, and that's how we ended up here. <laughs> I oh decided gosh. to do we decided to write the book and next thing you know, here we are.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm listening to your story going, oh my gosh. How many people can relate right now? You know, because I don't, I don't, think, I don't think credit cards are allowed anymore at schools. That's a good thing. I don't think that That's a good thing. It's such a crime. Yeah. It's <laughs> such a crime, right? You know, the funny thing is that outside of the classroom, it's provided to you, but inside of the classroom, you're not taught how to manage that. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's such a disconnect in that education, because I think it's more of the the street education that you learn unless you've got, you know, some sort of CPAs, financial advisors and in your family that tell you, like, hey, manage your money like this, you know. Yeah, Um, we didn't
1: have any of that. No, but I remember. So my brother is seven years younger than me. He ended up going to Cal State Long Beach, too. And that was the first thing I told him. Do not go down the credit <laughs> card aisle. Don't do it. Bad. Don't do it. And he listens to me. Know that, that kid. Well, he's not a kid anymore, but <laughs> he knows yeah, know that. And now he gets to do what he wants to do. Yeah.
0: And so, okay, so then here you guys are. You come together. And how, tell me more about how you started writing this book together in her purpose, because it's, you're telling their stories of 40 women, right, that have done similar to what you've done, blazed your own trails, and is, I, I you know, this might be a little much to say, but I'm going to say it anyways. I think this is a paradigm shift. I think it's a paradigm shift because, you know, we're talking about breaking down traditional thinking that again, you know, you do what you have with the information that you're taught. And our, our parents coming from other country um, did that. They use the information they had mm-hmm. to teach their kids the best that they could. And, yeah. and now we have new information to be able to do something a little bit different. So, so talk about the book a little bit more.
2: Yeah, so for myself, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I spent pretty much almost all of my career in the corporate world and which is a lot of males, right, and I ended up moving into the tech sector, which is even more males and let's not even talk about being Filipino in the corporate tech world, right, so it was really lonely you know i never really saw rarely did i see anyone that looked like me uh, especially a woman or person of color when i ended up switching over to the engineering world i saw a lot of filipino people and i said (laughs) oh this is where my peeps are but it was all guys (laughs) right like all male engineers and so um it was it was pretty lonely like i couldn't um, I, I had a hard time finding a mentor and finding a, a woman and a person that I could relate to that could mentor me and so I kind of started to get discouraged and thought that I'll never get there. I'll never move up. I'll never have a seat at the table because I look too young or I don't have anything to say um, or sometimes people thinking like I'm the intern or something like that, right? So it was really lonely. And that's when I had reached out to Rose. I basically said, hey, you're a vice president. You have any friends or, co- or colleagues that want to mentor me? And she said, yes. In fact, um, she was working as a vice president for an ad agency. And then she was also managing the Philharmonic. And so Rose was traveling around the world and meeting people that look like us, that were making a lot of decisions, which I'll let her explain more about. But from that opportunity, Rose was able to meet a lot of of women like Sheila Marcello. She's one of the founders and former CEO of care.com. And she wrote a note to Sheila and said, Hey, um, you know, this is Jen, you know, she'd love to meet you and she pretty much connected us. And next thing you know, I was sitting at Starbucks in Palo Alto with Sheila and she sat there with me, never met me and we were able to have a really great conversation about my career, my goals, skill set, and even gave me a list of people to, to talk with and network with. And I really appreciated that, especially the fact that she never met me. And to just see somebody who looked like me at that level and be open to mentoring someone like me, I thought that was awesome. And so I was craving for more. I'm like, where can we find these people? And I mean, I'll let Rose tell you about that. But that was really selfishly like my what I was going through. Yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. So
1: part of my journey of feeling stuck and incomplete, I started doing side businesses and opening more side businesses and helping other people open side businesses or open their own businesses. Um, but my brother, who I was talking about earlier, he was—he is a musician. And when he decided to be part of a group, a band, um, I took them under my wing and I ended up managing them because of all of the stuff that I learned as a vice president in the agencies that I worked for. So we would travel and tour and these women that I would meet, they were so amazing. They um, were CEOs, CFOs. They were uh, working for large corporations, working for their own corporations, and they were decision makers. And the best thing of it is that they looked like us, right? So I was like, wait, who are these women? And how can I know more about them and, and Where can I find them? So I Googled them. I found nothing on them. And I was like, there has to be a book. There has to be a book on them. And I need to read this. I need to find it. So I went on to Amazon and I typed in successful Asian women. And the only book that popped up by itself, no other book, was How to Marry an Asian Woman. Yes. yes, Yes. I see your face. Preposterous.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. So that was only like 2018. 2018.
1: That was a light bulb moment of like this cannot be happening. And knowing what Jen was going through and knowing how I felt at that time, we decided to
0: make a big change in on Amazon. <laughs> that is that is a big change, you know, because I, I remember looking at books about Asian women, it was, and it wasn't the topic that you guys are addressing, you know, it was surviving war. It was, you know, other, other really amazing things that Asian women have gone through, but it wasn't about being an entrepreneur, you know, Mm. starting your own business, uh, breaking the glass ceiling or any, anything like that. So, uh How did you approach these women to to be a part of this uh, process with you? So one was that a lot
1: of the women that I met, I reached out to them and we talked to them about that. And two, Jennifer was really clever. She was actually the you know the force that made this happen. But she started DMing people.
2: <laughs> so yeah. then you can tell her more about that. Yeah. I mean, we started with our own network and then we realized like our network is really short right and we started to we couldn't find things on google so then i went to instagram and started looking at people and hashtags and you know sliding through people's dms like one of them that i laugh about all the time is you know mafei got really Got me addicted to that TV show Basketball Wives, and so um, I was watching one of the seasons, and I saw one Filipino woman on Basketball Wives, mm-hmm. and she happened to be Filipino, right? So I was like, "Oh wow, there's a Filipino on Basketball Wives," and then I got just so angry about how they treated her. You know, they would bully her and you know talk crap about where she went to college. Or that she, where did she went to nursing school? And I'm thinking to myself, at least she went to college and she's starting her own business using her own money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Of course, I was like a fan and I was, I started following her and then I realized she was about to marry like one of my favorite basketball squad, you know, like she was going to marry a former Laker, Laker legend coach. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to message her and let's just see what happens. And she doesn't have to respond to me. I'm sure she got a lot, but she responded. She actually wrote back Mm -hmm. and, um, she ended up being a part of the book. And, and even after that, like we've just been, uh, working with her and her husband, Byron, and they've just been really supportive of like everything that we've been doing. and really supportive of the Filipino community. And that was just from, me watching TV and lighting TV.
0: Okay, we need to just take a moment. <laughs> we need to uh-huh. take a moment right now. Okay. Talk about sliding in a DM <laughs> and getting this much from it. I mean, you know, I, I think one of the, the things that I appreciate about that story is there's so many moments, Jen, that people have, like what you just described, and people stop short of sending that email, sending that instant message because of exactly what you said. Yeah. No one's gonna respond to me. No one's gonna care about what I'm doing. And and the thing that I would encourage someone to ask themselves if you're in that position right now and you're waiting for that moment or, or you've held yourself there is, it doesn't matter what happens, right? It's like, yeah. You'll never know until you try, because the worst that could happen, like you said, is someone doesn't respond. It's not gonna yeah, hurt yeah. anything, you know? And so now you've got this great two great resources, you know, from this. They've been a part of your project, and besides that, um, they're ongoing supporters of what you're doing, which is which is so incredible. Yeah. Um so now people are like, okay, there's this book. I need it in my life. <laughs> Obviously, they can buy it on Amazon. Is that the best place that you would say that people can go and, and buy the book?
2: Well, some people are are Amazon haters. So, <laughs> they've asked, <laughs> so, they, they, so they've asked us, you know, where else can they buy it? And you can buy it at Target.com, com, which are also big corporations. But if you don't want to support a big business, you can also buy it directly on our website on innerpurpose.com. Or if you live in California, in Long Beach, one of the women featured in our book, Pat Engel, she owns a shop called Make Collectives in downtown Long Beach, and she carries our book there.
0: That's amazing. so there are many ways that people can (laughs) buy the book which i think is so important and i want to also just talk a a little bit about the community because i think it's it's amazing that you that you have this and i think it's going to change so many people's lives um not i mean not just if you're asian but anybody who reads it if you're if you're a woman and honestly if you're a man you need to be empowering your women so you need to buy your yes. woman this book your daughter's this book your <laughs> yes. cousin's this book I mean this is the kind of thing that when I say shift this is how you make the shift is you get the knowledge out there and you start to change the way that people think by real stories of real people and the things that they've done so um, but you're you have you have a community now right like of of, of women and people that support so maybe yeah, talk man. a little bit about of- and men, that's awesome. Yeah. So talk, talk a little bit about that. Like what kinds of events do you do or what kind of programs that you do to help uh, people do more in terms of finding their purpose and their direction? Well, we do hold
1: virtual workshops and we also hold live workshops and events. Um, the last one that we just had was called Rise and Thrive. And that one was actually a fundraiser for Big Brothers Big Sisters. And we collaborated with with Joanna Alba, who's a fashion designer. And we were able to get the kids, who, who we called Littles, from Big Brothers Big Sisters and, and hold this big fashion show for them. And they were able to walk down the um, catwalk. With their cute little outfits that Joanna designed for them, but not only that, they got to walk with a very cool athlete. <laughs> Wait, and they
2: they got to design their own design. Oh yeah, they Joanna. got to the design. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so it was a mentorship for these littles who want to know more about fashion designing, who want to become an athlete, or you know whatever it is that they want to do. We were able to hold that. For these little, and it was an amazing event for sure and then not only that but we have other programs where we help other women discover what their purpose is and discover what it is that they are really meant to do we go through different programs there are women who already know but they don't know where to start and then there are women who don't know and they just need some type of push to go out there and actually cultivate what that is. Um, and so we hold programs like that. The one that I hold very near to me is called Own Your Purpose. And that one is where we take their business idea and launch it to the market. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like yeah. Shark Tank.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, version. it is. Yeah. There are women who have products. There are women who have services. Um, There's a lot of women who are also were like me or are like me where they felt stuck or bored or they felt like they just didn't feel like they were or where they belonged, right? Um, So we help them and we're the resource. Yeah, and then Jen has a really cool program, which is called Level Up, and you can talk a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah, so I teach this class called Level Up. And it's really tailored to women and men who want to level up in their careers, whether it's a new grad trying to figure out how to get their foot in the door and how to best present themselves, or someone who um, is at a level and they feel stuck, and they, they aren't they're wondering, how am I going to get to the next level? Um, one of the latest Clients that I'm working with now. She's been a stay-at-home mom for over ten years. She wants to re-enter, so mm-hmm. I'm helping her with her resume, her LinkedIn, going to get her ready for interviews, and um, and really help her figure out what it is she wants to do now that she is deciding to go back to work. So it's yeah. really about how to present yourself and how to how to level up and whatever that wow. looks like to you. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's amazing. So if people are interested in your programs, where do they go to learn about them?
2: On our website, yeah. they can go to innerpurpose.com and there's a programs.
0: You guys are can- pretty efficient like oh. that. Your website's the key to everything. You get <laughs> yeah. book there, get your programs there. <laughs> and um, so I'll make sure that's in the show notes too. So people can, uh, if they forget, they can go to the show notes and click on that. And they can also slide
1: in that DM to us. We always answer. We do answer.
0: You know? That's yeah. awesome. So they can follow you on your socials, mm-hmm. right? So what is the best, what's the best uh, place to follow you on Instagram?
2: Um, on Instagram, Facebook, we're at in Her Purpose, mm-hmm. And then we're also on LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest
0: so modern oh,
2: At in her puppy
0: <laughs> and, yeah, and her you, you make it so easy <laughs> it's so easy <laughs> so follow jen and rose at in Her purpose on all social media platforms. That's You can go to their website as well. Um, I want to take some time with a few questions to get to know both of you a little bit better. So okay. I'll ask you and you guys can uh, take turns in answering. Um, so the first question that I have, um, we'll, we'll go back to you, Rose, is um, what three words best describe you? Mm, okay. I'm a doer.
1: Right. I, I if I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> um, I'm compassionate. I think you know when when people need something, I really know how to I don't know understand them. Um, and three, I think I'm just a go getter. Yeah, if I want something, I'll I'll go out to get it. It might take a while. But I'll
0: do it. <laughs> I think you've done pretty well at that. I <laughs> think you did pretty well at yeah. that. That's awesome. Doer, compassionate and go getter. Yeah. I like it. Jen, what about you?
2: I have this friend in college and he told me he sent me this t-shirt which says, Oh, this totally reminds me of it's still something that I, I laugh about and carry with me. It's Classy, sassy,
0: and smart assy. <laughs> <laughs> that's you? That it rhymes. Yeah. It's even better. Yeah. You never forget that. Oh, yeah. I love that. He told me that in college. Yeah. It's and there's there's something about it that's validating when you hear it from someone else, right? Oh yeah. A, I laughed so hard when he told me that. <laughs> like, oh. That good <laughs> or bad. Like, is it a whole t shirt just about me? Wow. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My next question for you is what's something about yourself that you're working on improving? Uh, I
1: can improve more on being on time.
2: You're a military kid, you should be on time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: I, there's always that fifteen minute gap that I need to take care of. I can yeah. either wake up 15 minutes early or <laughs> plan ahead. I guess well, I got like two kids. <laughs> 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 you know
0: that that's an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> suffer from being late syndrome. Oh man. I, I bet everyone is raising their hand with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on Filipino time. <laughs> like, forgive us. We are colored. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, Jen, what are you working on improving?
2: Right now, it's really um, being grateful and appreciating what I I realize that I'm super blessed and super lucky. And there's days where I complain about how I hate my job or how miserable I am. When I think about it, I take a step outside of myself, how amazing my life really is, how anyone would love to have my worst day. Really mm-hmm. just be present about uh, and grateful for the things.
0: Yeah. It's amazing how being in a space of gratitude can change everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, one thing that if there's something that you can incorporate into your day, even just 10 minutes or less, uh, writing it down, <laughs> you know, is, is a healthy way to to get that out there and Um, I've had a few friends say that they even to hold themselves accountable, they'll send each other a grateful, they'll still just a quick text, you know, just a quick text like, Hey, today I'm grateful for, you know, my kids or, you know, my, my family or whatever it is. And, or even just like I exercise today, you know, or just like anything it could be, it doesn't have to be like the biggest thing, but I think sometimes we take for granted the smaller the smaller things right. so we have to appreciate that. So I'm um, yeah. Oh man, I'm really glad you mentioned that. That's really great. Okay, so my next question for you I really love this one is what's a self-limiting belief that you've had to overcome?
1: Mine has to be who will listen to me? Like I'm not enough, but I've been able to overcome that just by thinking about everything that I've done, in my past experience, everything that I've failed, everything that I've overcame, um, every study that I've done, every license that, have, <laughs> every degree that I was whatever. I just have to remember that I, I've done what I did and,
0: and I need to own it. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing as women. I think that ownership is sometimes something we struggle with. Yeah. Is even, even with all the different achievements and anything you put up on your wall or yeah. any letters you get after your name, it's still like, but. There's like yeah. a but. After. Mm-hmm. we have to stop that, right? That's tough. How about you, Jen? For me, it is
2: knowing that that I deserve a seat at the table and that people really are interested in what it is that I have to say and that, um, that 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 diversity matters and you know, Back then, I didn't really see that as something that was valued at corporations, but I'm seeing it um, really shift now. A lot of companies are forming diversity and inclusion organizations and really focus on trying to, um, to maintain and to have like good retention of employees that they ne- they want to keep right and so at the company where i'm at right now they have a huge focus on on retaining and attracting talent from the black and latino communities and especially also they they have a huge push on on women and so back then you know i was always wishing why can't i be so confident like that guy like he's so confident Talks like he knows what he's saying. Everyone's like nodding their head, like, yeah, yeah, he's right. In my head, I'm like, no, he has no clue what he's saying, but he's so <laughs> confident about it, right? And I was always trying to compare myself, like, how can I be like that? Like, do I have to wear heels so I look taller? Or do I have to dress up in nicer clothes and stop wearing hoodies and sneakers so I stop looking like an intern? I started to think about all those things. And now, I don't know if it's like I'm older and I don't really care about that. Like, well, whatever. I'm just maybe I'm more confident because I have more years of experience and I know what I'm doing now. Back then, I was always questioning, like, "Do I really know what I'm doing? People want to listen to what I have to say." Um, And even when I would physically walk into a conference room in the past. I would sit on the outside or sit in the back of the room. and if even if I saw an empty seat at the table. And so now if I see a seat on the table, I'm gonna go.
0: Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's open. You gotta Cheryl Sandberg that seat. Yeah. <laughs> Lean I'm in. Sit
2: there. I'm sitting there. Yeah. I'm gonna sit there.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? I do think that's really important because oftentimes well there's two there's two things that we can call out. One being a woman that is that is a common thing that women do being a Filipino woman that's even more because our culture is we're taught to be more subservient. Mm-hmm. You listen, you have respect um, and that's a good quality to have you know I think people like working with those who are respectful and are good listeners, but we also have to be good speakers yeah. We also have to speak our mind and, and say what we want, even if it's different, because I think it's those, those unique differences that allow us to embrace, you know, diversity even more. So that's, that's such an important thing. So take the seat people when it's open, you sit in that empty seat at the table. (laughs) Okay. My next question for you is. What is one thing that you would want to see changed in the world?
1: I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, but I to this, yeah. actually. But I'm going to focus on, for this question, I think it would have to be homelessness. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are suffering who are probably on drugs there are women that have children that don't have a home. I just wanna be able to see the world where everybody has a roof on their head and everybody has a place to call home. So, yeah. I think that's I important.
2: That. Um for me, because it is election day in California today. Yes. And then I'm just so irritated about like how everything's become political and I hate talking about politics, but um, one of the things right now that, that really bothers me is that um, the politicians Hi, Romeo. <laughs> Romeo. <laughs> 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 one of the things that bothers me right now a lot is that, you know, politicians are trying to weigh in on what people are supposed to do with their bodies. Sexist they're talking about women and abortions and your body you yeah, know yes, <laughs> like right. let let a woman decide what she wants to do
0: so yeah amen to that <laughs> yeah yes. i mean oh, man. first of all they can't
2: even have babies so like why are they why deciding? yeah you know yeah. what i mean it's so dumb yeah just let people do what they want to do let them decide for themselves you don't tell yeah. us not to eat a cheeseburger even though you know
0: that's bad for us. Right. <laughs> you know? There's commercials every five seconds about a cheeseburger. Yeah. yeah. You know, or any other horrible thing that <laughs> we could be doing, some indulgence, yeah. right? It's it's yeah. pretty amazing, you know, I, mean, I think. I mean,
1: there, there's so many things out in the world that needs to be focused on or fixed, and then they go and they do this,
0: or, like, they're mm-hmm. focused on this. It's like, what about the gun problem? What about the gun yeah, problem? Right. Like, there's so many things. There's like an opioid yeah. em- epidemic. There's the know, education problems. There's
2: so many. <laughs> yes. Like even even just like you know you've been to other countries, right? If you look at their list of ingredients of ketchup, in the UK it has like four things. If you look behind the ketchup bottle here in the United States, it's got like a thousand things. Right. Like how about that? Was like ketchup is made out of a tomato, right? Like, yeah. What is all this <laughs>
0: other crap that you're you're, <laughs> yeah, you're feeding so us. You're feeding us. How many things. Yeah. It's irritating. There's They're like welcome. a Netflix, Netflix documentary on all of these things too. Uh, you know, all the, the things that we need to be paying attention yeah. to. But you're right. Um, yeah. You know, I, th- I, I think that I, I would say and encourage people to find other sources than just turning on the news to get information because, you know, 98% of it is negative and majority of it is political. And Mm -hmm. if you want to wake up and feel very divisive, that's the way to do it, you know, but if you want to wake up you're going back to the, to the kind of the theme of this podcast, which is about being in your purpose is you have to find things that enable you to take positive action and actually have some good influence in the world. So I'm probably watching crazy politics is not going to get us much, much further. Nope. <laughs> and so that's another piece of advice to take from the show today. Um, <laughs> okay. What about, speaking of advice, what is one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever been given? Well, in general, my father told me, um,
1: well, this is like, had to do it really, I'll give you two. Uh, relationships is a man should never have to make you cry. Right? Like, my father told me that. My father said a man should never have to make you cry or to ever get in, to have that feeling where you just have to cry. Okay, so that's one. Two, the next thing will always be better. So, and that's like in general, like anything, in relationships, and work, in whatever it is that your idea that you cultivate, and then it just didn't work out, the next one will always be better. You just have to keep trying, stay committed, and you have to fail in order to reach your
0: true potential. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that advice. You have a wise father, too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. For me, it was one of my mentors when I was in college. He told me once: "I a re- once once you get a real job, still live, and spend like you were still in college." And what mm-hmm. he what he meant by that is, you know what it feels like to be a broke college kid, and you know that you're capable of living. Like it. Like a college kid. He wasn't saying like, you know, eat ramen and pizza all day. Not that. But what he was trying to say is, you know, once you start making real money, don't go blow your paycheck paycheck off and buy a new car or buy all these brand name purses and shoes and whatever credit card stuff you wanna end up in I know Um, (laughs) so what he told me is basically is to not spend above your means don't live beyond your means Um, but what was equally important is that you pay yourself first and what he meant by that is by investing in your future so he told me you know max out on your 401k even though your paycheck is gonna be he encouraged me to get a financial planner who helped me get life insurance at <laughs> 20 I, think I was twenty years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, why do I need life insurance? But I'm glad that I got it at such a young age
0: mm-hmm. because
2: then, you know, you don't have health problems. It's super cheap. Um, what else did he tell me? Uh, basically, like to have like short, medium and long term goals. Um, like I had a financial planner since I was teen and he would ask me, okay, like, how how are you going to pay for college? How are you going to save for a house? How about a wedding? And I'm thinking to myself, I don't even have a man. Like, why do you want me to save for a wedding? Talking about Willis. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, they, they do that for a living. So they're used to seeing people with these milestones, like wedding, home, um, paying down your college debt and things like that. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, no one talks about money or in, in the Filipino community, like we don't know what generational wealth is. You know, our parents were barely making it and trying to figure out how to send us to college and have a mm-hmm. house. You know, like Filipinos had like 10 people living in a house, you know, right? when they first got here. Um, but... Uh, for our generation and above, like I think it's really important. I want, I want us to have generational wealth. Like I want us to be able to write wills and have trusts and, you know, be business owners. Like have enough money where you know what a prenup and what alimony and what all that stuff means. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, that's, that's stuff that people never, never teach us. Um, you know, instead, like growing up, a lot of Filipino families they're buying like fancy cars like nice brand things and just all this expensive stuff and you know I look at my mom now and she's like I don't even care about any of that stuff like, i've had it i've like i don't I don't need it so like now you know growing up I'm more mindful about like well why do you need that like it's nice to have but like, that shouldn't be everything. Like, you should be thinking about, at least for myself, like, how can I retire both at a certain age? Like, I don't want to work until I'm, like, 70 or whatever that age is. hmm
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Joe Coy talks about that in his special. Filipinos and their Louis Vuitton purses and all yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's a thing. It's funny because we can laugh at it just because, you know, all of our aunties and maybe at one point, even ourselves, you know, had our share of handbags or whatever it is. I and, mean, I still
2: do like, but inside, but inside,
0: right?
2: but inside okay. there's like Tupperware,
1: right? right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have Tupperware and I don't have Skyflakes crackers in there, but my mom no, does. My mom, my mom, my mom, my mom
0: always like has like extra packs of bags. <laughs> right. Oh and my gosh. Okay. So I have to ask, Favorite Filipino food and favorite Filipino dessert? Like if you went <gasps> to a fil- Filipino party right now and you were starving, like what would you hope that was there? Kare <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And
2: Halo Halo. Yes. Uh, I like Kare and You like Filipino? The no,
1: Taron.
0: Yeah. Yes. Hello, hello, I,
2: like, oh, I could go on. I like, I like ube ice cream, oh. but they never have that at parties. So
1: no, just ube cake. Tiran the red ribbon. I would say at a
2: family party, <laughs> I, I would hope they have tiran, and oh god, the the cake that I hate the most at every Filipino party. Why do they buy mocha? Yeah,
0: they <laughs> like, do, the mocha of, roll
2: kind of Yeah, thing. like out of all <laughs> of the flavors of Why cake the roll? you can buy. Like, don't buy mocha, buy mango cake.
0: <laughs> Girl. yes, yes, oh my gosh, yeah. I definitely, in the last two weeks, have had a turon and a halo-halo, <laughs> my mm, mom. So we got a Jollibee's nearby and like Filipino bakeries, so she's retired, okay? These are the things that she does in her free time (laughs) to bring home. Oh, my gosh. I found ube pastillas. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Well, one of the the gals in our book,
2: Ginger, she has a cafe there in Vegas. It's called Cafe 86. And they have ube everything. They have ube crinkles. They have ube truffles, ube cheesecake. What else do they have? They have boba there. They
0: have so, so many. Ubi everything. I'm gonna need
2: a. I like the <clears throat> truffle. I like the truffle. But- like, I'm bit- okay, guys, we're done. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, I need
0: a new <laughs> trainer, a new <laughs> exercise plan. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Too much Filipino food and desserts are happening. Oh man, but it's, you know, I, I'm i just so grateful to both of you for this conversation because I think it's, you know, there's so much to celebrate about the richness of our culture. Um, mm-hmm. I know that both of you are just as proud as I am to come from a culture that is a really hardworking, most loving karaoke yes. singing, just amazing, you know, amazing families. Um, and, and embracing that, but also just the things that we have to, um, have to change as well in the way that we're taught and the way that we, uh, you know, move on to the next generations, because I think the beauty of it is that we can have all of that, right. We can embrace where we come from, but we can also, uh, embrace things like entrepreneurship. And I'm I'm just excited for you know what's to come, especially with the work that you both are doing. Um, Since I've started following you and learning about everything you're doing, I just couldn't be more proud to be a part of a community that is of women like you who are down to earth and are so willing to open your hearts to help others, um, you know, to be the best versions of themselves. Because at the end of the day, I think that's the, that's the kind of legacy that we want to leave. So thank you so much both for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Awesome, well, I can't wait to get with you again and follow the events that you're doing. So everyone, don't forget to follow Jen and Rose in her purpose again on all social media platforms and visit their website and definitely check out their book. Thank you
1: so much.
0: Thanks ladies. Thank you. Jen and Rose, the co-founders of In Her Purpose, They are a really inspiring duo, two cousins who came together to create not just a community, but a legacy. They brought together 40 women in their book, In Her Purpose, that have stories of the journeys through entrepreneurship, leadership, and being fierce women, Asian women, which I'm really proud of. Uh, because as I mentioned, you know, throughout the episode and having the conversation with Jen and Rose, uh, there are some things in our culture that we're taught that we're having to change in our generation and we're not alone, whatever history, culture, ancestry that you came from, I am sure that you can relate to the things that make it so beautiful. We're in a world though, where we're evolving quickly in so many ways, economically, socially, technology wise. And with that comes the necessity for us to change and innovate and cultivate new ways of doing things. So sometimes that tests tradition and it tests the things that we're taught. And so we have to create this friction in order for something better to be born. So we can embrace and sustain a lot of the wonderful traditions that we have while also being innovative, creative beings. And I would challenge you to serve the next generation in that way so if you are an influencer in any way of a young person's life whether it is you as a parent or it's you as an aunt or uncle or as a mentor or a coach have these fascinating conversations and don't suppress but promote the creativity of these young people They are giving us ideas, new ideas all the time of better ways that we can do things. And that is the attitude that we have to have to embrace change constantly. I know it's easy to resist because change is difficult and challenging, but it is the way that we're going to continue to make the future better. So I hope that you learned so much from the interview today, both a little bit more about our culture. I haven't spent you know too much time on the show talking about that. You've heard little snippets, and now today you've gotten a little bit bigger of a dose of that. And also just, uh, you know, leaning into your purpose. I really feel like that, that was the theme of this episode is what is your purpose? Ask yourself that today. What are you here on this earth to do? When you wake up in the morning, what is the thing that drives you? When it is your day to pass, what is it that you want to be remembered for? Think about that today and lean into it. Follow Rose and Jen at In Her Purpose on all media, uh, social media platforms, like I mentioned. And also tune in again next week because Born Unbreakable is here to give you a dose of inspiration every single week. You are your only limit. So take action today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you again next time. Take care.